Hello, and welcome to the Radical Fabulatorium. I'm your host, John Adamian. All right. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Rick Campanelli, former Much Music VJ host, former host on Entertainment Tonight Canada, and someone I grew up watching on television, as I was an avid fan of Much Music back in the 90s and early 2000s. Rick's also featured in Sean Menard's newest documentary called 299 Queen Street West, a film all about those glory days of much music. Pretty excited to see that movie when it comes to town. So we of course talk about that movie in this upcoming chat. We talk about his involvement in World Vision. Uh, He has some great advice for some students, some graduating university students who may be wondering what the next step is in their path. And all around, it was a great chat. It was fun to uh, get to know about it, more about him. And, you know, honestly, it's kind of cool talking to someone you grew up watching on television. All right, so here we go. My conversation with Rick Campanelli. Enjoy. Hey, Hi. how are you today? Good. Hey, Rick, how's hey. it going? Hey, doing, doing great, my man. How are you? Great. Yeah, sorry. Didn't expect to hear no, you uh, good, say man. my name right away. <laughs> <laughs> it is Jay, right? That's J-A-I? right. Yeah, you, no, you got it right, Jay. That's what most people say, Jai. So it kind of it kind of caught me off guard. I I know some Jais and I know some Jays, but uh, you're a Jay. I'm a Jay. Yeah, yeah, Jay with an I. That, that's all my mom's uh, my Wait, mom's grand scheme. Oh, I love that. I love it. Very di- very different. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Thanks a lot. Uh, How are things going today? Really, really good, actually. Yeah, pretty great out in New Brunswick. Good, man. Yeah. How about yourself? Good, man. We, we're doing great today. We're getting uh, getting some heat uh, finally before the kids go back to school this weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, one, la- one last jump into the pool before we send the kids off. Okay, cool. That's nice to refresh one last time. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's been a long summer at... Uh, or uh, the kids are excited. The parents are excited <laughs> to get them back. <laughs> yeah, but it's all good, man. Summer, that, summer's been great. That's awesome. So, and, yeah, man. so this is for like local FM uh, college radio and and St. John. I'm really I'm really pumped to get back out to St. John. I haven't been out there in a while. Yeah, I'm excited you're coming. I was going to say actually personally, like thank you for, I, and I want you to pass along the thanks to Sean too for um, booking it in St. John because sometimes, uh, you know, St. John. I know New Brunswick's already kind of the East Coast kind of. Sometimes we we get jumped over for Halifax, but even St. John specifically right. kind of gets avoided a bit. So I really appreciate, and I know a lot of people appreciate it. Oh, dude, I, it's our pleasure, man. I, I know, I know the people out in St. John's were kind of uh, were kind of bummed that we're not going out there to them, but. Uh, yeah, we can't can't go everywhere. <laughs> we can't. I, we we would love to, but I think Sean had some issues when he was trying to book uh, book something in St. John's. But uh, mm-hmm. but hey, we will be in St. John, New Brunswick, and we're p- pretty pumped about it. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I actually just noticed. I think your buddy Rain made it. He's coming to St. John too, which is like usually again they'd hit oh, Moncton nice. or something. But <laughs> oh, right on, man. And I know Stash Jordan was just there last night performing too. Yeah, so it's actually pretty like good time to be in New Brunswick. Like St. John is kind of like bubbling up. It's pretty exciting, really. Yeah, man. No, no, I am so pumped to get back. It's been a, it's been many years, and uh, I've had nothing but good times coming out to New Brunswick, whether it was Fredericton or St. John, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to getting back there. 
That's that's awesome. Um, so I kind of wanted to ask, like, I know that you've been on quite a few different podcasts and you've gone, you've gone through your story really nice. So any listeners out there could hunt those down and, and kind of follow your, your story yeah. kind of start to finish. Um, but sure, sure. But because this is going to be airing on the university radio, I wanted to ask you a question for the students, really, if you don't mind. Most definitely, man. You ask away. Uh, I'll answer the best I can. Cool. Um, so a lot of them, of course, are at their, like, the beginning stages, you know, they're, they're excited to be going out into the working world, uh, the ones who are graduating. <laughs> there's, there's also some like yeah. anxiety and uncertainty with everything. And I was just right. curious if you had right. any advice or thoughts on that that uh, you wanted to pass along to them. Wow. It, it, you know, I, I was in their shoes, uh, you know, back in 94, um, when I entered this contest, I, everything was up in the air for me. I had just graduated and, you know, what next, what do I do? Uh, do I go into teaching? Do I go into looking down into being a massage therapist, a physiotherapist? And then there was this, this much music contest that I entered and, you know, fortunately for myself, I won all those years ago, but it can be a tough time when, when you don't know what the next step is after graduating, but you've got to follow your heart and you got to do what you think is right in your life. And, and, and I'm sure the listeners have, have passions in life and they know exactly what they want to do. Um, so like me, I, I didn't settle, I didn't settle for, just doing something in my life. I made sure that I did all I could do to do what I really loved doing in life. And that was music. Um, I loved everything about music back in the eighties and the nineties. And, and I made sure once I got my foot in the door at much music, which was during the summer of my graduating year, I made sure I followed that path. So if there's any advice I can give to the students listening right now who are going through those days of like, what's next, you know, just stick to the plan, your passion, your love, continue to go along and down that road of what you studied for. If that's what you love for the, for the past four years. Um, I know there's lots of like forks in the road and changes and, and, and a lot of different things going on, but if you stick to, um, what you love to do in life, you know, with your heart, um, you'll get there. And that's what, what happened for me. And, and I didn't want to give up on my dream. And I, I strongly recommend everyone out there listening not to give up on your dreams whatever they may be. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. And you're kind of an example that like you graduated from one program, but then with, because you pursued yeah. your dream and ended up at much music, you didn't necessarily work in your field, but you, you didn't, you kind of, not at all. it was still passion. Yeah, man, not at all. I, I was gonna, like I said, I was gonna, I didn't be a teacher and follow in my older siblings footsteps or, or a physiotherapist, massage, there was something in therapy, but then, you know, I loved much music so much back in the day. And winning that contest really did change my career path. I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm here. I got my foot in the door. Now I'm going to do whatever it takes to become, you know, you know, at the next VJ. <laughs> and I did a lot, you know, it, it took me a year and a half of behind the scenes, uh, commitment and work and, uh, and, uh, a lot of hard work. Every, every day went by, like I was doing something new and I was, I was doing anything that they wanted me to do, um, but I just stuck with the plan of wanting to be a VJ, and um, and it finally happened. Mm-hmm. And even when like you were done your temporal, like I guess a lot of people probably wouldn't realize that 
maybe a lot of, especially the listeners here because they're a lot of, they're a lot younger obviously being a university but um you yeah. kind of had that first taste with your temporal but then when the, the job yeah. ended you I, kind of had to fight to get back in there didn't you i did yeah i didn't want to leave but but that's what happened when when you win that temp contest it's only for the summer months of mm-hmm. the year you're winning it so my year was 94 uh, so it was for July and August. I got sent back home, you know, early September. And it's like, okay, well, what's next? I really want to be there working there because I loved it so much. I got a taste of the magic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kept calling them up every day, asking if there was anything I could do. I would do volunteer stuff. I would do internship. I would do anything, mm-hmm. anything it took to get back in that building, uh, 299 Queen Street West. So, and from all those jobs, came other jobs which were you know that lasted a bit longer that were more more significant what have you but uh but yeah i just i just stuck with it and and i wanted to make sure that i was letting them know how how capable i was of doing all of the jobs that they asked me to do mm-hmm. because you knew if you stuck to the dream of you know because i was i was submitting demo tapes uh, of wanting to go on air this the, during the whole time of doing these other jobs. Okay. And I knew if I was in the building, if I was, it had my foot in the door, um, becoming a DJ, you know, you know, it, it was a dream, but I, I could make it a reality if, if I was there physically in the building. Cool. Yeah. So that's a really great lesson. I'm sure you may, you maybe started out like mastering the coffee machine before you got a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> You got, you got it, man. I was doing that. I was rewinding a lot of tapes because it was tapes that were being played back then mm-hmm. uh, when I was there in the mid-90s. Uh, I was just doing just about every job that nobody else wanted to do. Um, I, I would say yes to. And, and you, you sort of have to do that if you want to be someplace. And then you just work your way up to mm-hmm. that job that you really want. Cool. And then eventually you end up in a movie like Superstar. Yeah, well, yeah, a little, a little role in the movie Superstar with Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell, uh, wow, playing a reporter, <laughs> yeah. uh, asking questions on a red carpet, and uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Those, all those opportunities that came along by you know being a much music VJ were the coolest. You know, I could never have done anything like that if it wasn't for being a VJ on much music. So yeah, um, that was kind of cool. That was a cool experience. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And along the way, like, if I'm not mistaken, um, you got involved with like charities and world vision pretty quickly, right? Like in the late nineties. Yeah. And um, I I really did. I saw Bill that was, Bill was doing a lot of work with world vision and, um, I was very interested in as well, helping out with world vision in the mid nineties, late Mm nineties. And, uh, that's one of the organizations that I still love helping out and doing work with. And you like you ended up going to Mount Kilimanjaro and, and Cambodia and different places yeah. like that, right? Amazing, yes, yeah. Again, the opportunities that we have when you know we're, we're much music DJs, it's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I, I I climbed Kilimanjaro. Um, it was a campaign that World Vision had. Maybe how many years ago was that? Now, my gosh, time flies. That was maybe the summer of ninety. Sorry, 2015, I believe that was. Cool. Um, but but what an what an opportunity and experience. Uh, it was a killie crime for kids, and we were raising awareness and money for um, the kids in in Africa that yep. were undergoing some some pretty tough uh, tough times in life. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really, it kind of puts it in perspective. And to be honest, like working at the university, this, the University of St. John has a large number of international students. So I, oh, get, yeah. I get to interact yeah. with some of them from Africa and uh, Bangladesh. Yeah. And, and they really, it's oh. interesting watching how much they appreciate what's going on in Canada and New Brunswick and how much, you know, made me oh, take things sure. for granted for sure. It's definitely another world for, for these students coming over, these international students, especially the ones from these you know, underdeveloped countries, like certain countries in Africa and Bangladesh, of course, being another country that, you know, a lot of struggles going on over there. So, yeah, it must must be culture shock, most definitely for them. And then, and then you put those people together with, you know, good old-fashioned Canadians, and mm-hmm. it's like a big love fest. That's for sure. A lot of warm fuzzies, I'm sure, with those international students and, and the uh, Canadians from out east. Yeah, a lot of them are surprised that we really are this polite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll never want to go down to the state now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the culture shock. So, you, like, <laughs> yes. that must have been pretty inspiring then, be, being in those, like, I know obviously the experience and thrill of being in a different country, but just watching and learning from these different different well, cultures and populations. Most, most definitely, Jay, and it's eye-opening, too, and, and, and it you realize that, you'll never take anything for granted anymore. You know, you know, families struggling to just have clean water um, and, and, and families struggling just to send their kids to school to get an education. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it goes on and on. The list, the, the list never ends with what these families are struggling with over there. So you, you see it, you go there, you, you, you live it for a couple of weeks and you're, you're right in there with, with the people. Uh, but the people are so... You know they're they're happy they're they're friendly they they love visitors they they love meeting new people, but you still see what they're going through on a day to day basis and and it's like the total opposite of what we are going through here as Canadians as North Americans so it's an eye opener mm-hmm. and 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 you get back and you never take you know clean water for granted anymore you never take having you know three meals a day for granted anymore all that stuff is what i realized and what what i was was educated about when i first went over there because Mm -hmm. you know you see you see the commercials on tv well i saw a lot of them back in the mid 90s before i went but to actually go there and be there and live it and see it with your own eyes it's 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 eye-opening and um I, I, I wish everyone could go over there and spend some time over there, you know, and see exactly what these people are dealing with. You, we would never take anything for granted anymore uh, with with how we live life. You know, mm-hmm. we would we would conserve as much energy as we could. We could, you know, we we would turn off the taps when we're done brushing our teeth. Um, you know, not take as many showers a day. Like all mm-hmm. of these things come to play, come to mind after you you see what these people are dealing with over there that's for sure yeah i often think you know you're waiting for the hot water to come on the shower and you're thinking oh you gotta wait 30 or 40 seconds for it to get hot it's the you know the end of the world but right exactly it's it's like it's like they say the the first world problems that Mm -hmm. we deal with but but it really it really you know seeing what the the people are struggling with over there it, it really opens up your eyes to how 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 amazing we do have it over here mm-hmm. and and we can't take advantage of how amazing we have it over here or else you know it's 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 going to have a negative effect yeah 
Yeah, it'll get lost. And that's one thing I like about the international students. It's, it's also interesting at the radio station is that, like, I can't really convince any of my, my close friends to do a show, but an international student will come in with an accent, sometimes rather oh, yeah. thick, and yeah. they're the ones who want to get yeah. on the air and are brave enough to, uh, you know, so to, cool. to put that's that so message cool. out there. Right, right. Oh, that'd be cool if, if the international students start up their own shows, you know, because we're used to our fellow Canadians and what we're all about. It, it, it'd be great to hear, you know, and be educated on how an international student grew up or how they got through the first part of their life before post-secondary. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's really interesting. Um, okay. Let's talk about the dock here for a minute. The 299 Queen street West. Yes, sir. So yeah. That debuted at uh, South by Southwest, right? That's right. Yeah. Back in, spring uh sean and i went down with with the, the crew that worked on the film and um what an absolute blast that was to screen and to premiere at south by southwest in austin texas which has been a great film festival music festival sports festival for years it's very it's well known um so when sean got into south by southwest it was like we were celebrating it was amazing and it was a great experience you know to take it take it down to the states because much music was seen in the u.s uh, as well back in the day we used to broadcast down into the states certain states i remember california and texas and new york and and a bunch of other states but we had a lot of american viewers so to be down there premiering it in the u.s for our galactic premiere was pretty cool and now we get to bring it home and and have our canadian premiere uh in toronto later this month and and then coming out east and going out west uh we want all the canadians that you know made made much music part of their upbringing um we want everyone to come out and and it's going to be a celebration uh it's going to be a party and uh we're just trying to relive some of the magic that we created back in the day um, you know, a bunch of DJs will be going on the tour as well. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be quite the experience. Yeah. It's really excited. I know like I'm approaching 40 and a lot of my friends, you know, so we were in the thick of it in the, in the nineties and uh, a lot of my friends yeah. are pretty excited. And, uh, actually I didn't even know about much music USA until I, uh, read, I read yeah. through Bill yeah. Wilichka's book recently and I didn't even realize it was making right. it out of the States. It really was. And we were pretty big in the States. I would go to the States uh, well, Cleveland, Ohio, to be exact. I would go every month to do a Much Music USA countdown with one of the local DJs that was down there. We were really making a mark in the States. I know, you know, it was MTV's world down there, but mm-hmm. but the little train that could, Much Music, um, who were big in Canada, were also making making their mark in the U.S., which was which was amazing. Yeah. And um, and the artists loved. Like the artists loved coming into Much Music. Like they would, sure, they would go into MTV, but there was something different about Much Music. We were street front. We opened up the doors to the, to the viewers, to the fans of the, of the artists that came in. And, mm-hmm. and, and it really gave the artists and the fans a really different approach to interviews and, and getting their videos played. It was, um, it, was the, it was the coolest place that I've ever worked at, that's for sure. And giving the fans too, like you could, I mean, anyone can go on YouTube and look up, like I like to throw on the no doubt intimate and interactive every once in a while and just yeah, very how, cool. how tight, how close you are mm-hmm. to the band. And, you know, it's just such an yeah, interesting right. atmosphere. Oh, well, if you were a fan of the band 
and if if you were coming into much music, if you were lucky enough to get a wristband for that show, mm-hmm. you could be standing next to Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. You could be standing next to Beyonce or Jay Z. Like they were right there, and you were right there. So mm-hmm. that was the beauty of it all. That was the magic of it all. Quite inspiring, really, for anyone watching. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And there was nothing any. There was nothing anywhere else in the world that even came close to what we were doing. You know, maybe MTV, but they were on that second floor of their building in Times Square. Mm-hmm. You know, people walking down Queen Street or walking by John Street could just poke their heads in and see that we Green Day were there, or the Chili Peppers were there, mm-hmm. or the Black Eyed Peas were there. It was, it was, it was such a unique uh, operation, and, and, and it wasn't you know once in a while. It was like happening every day. Yeah, that we were there because uh, it was a big stop for all the artists. Toronto was, you know, much music was a big stop for them to promote their album, uh, you know, come in to, to see us before they performed on their tour at night. So it was a special place. And it was like unique in the sense of like, when I think of Speaker's Corner, it's kind of like the original um, YouTube shorts or something like YouTube, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. It really is. Yeah, you you came down to the corner of Queen and John, you popped in your, your loony or toony or whatever, however much it cost, and you got to speak your mind. And that's what's going on <laughs> these days on social media mm-hmm. with YouTube, uh, all that. But you're right, um, that idea that they came up with, uh, Speaker's Corner, was so novel. It was so unique and different. And uh, everyone spoke their mind, you know, from you know, the regular Joes to nobodies to like even rock stars and bands and actors, everyone uh, spent some time in, in speaker's corner. I remember hearing that bare naked ladies got their breakthrough. I don't know if that's true or not, but got their breakthrough yeah. speaker's yeah. corner. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I still can picture, I actually just saw the video the other day still of, of uh, Steven and Ed and I think Tyler's in there as well. And they're singing, uh, be my Yoko, Yoko Ono. <laughs> but it was so, so amazing. Yeah. To see them. And that's how they got noticed, uh, at, at speaker's corner. And then a lot of bands followed them and, uh, tried to get recognized at speaker's corner. A lot of actors would go in there, mm-hmm. uh, doing their thing. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great spot. Yeah, that's really awesome. It's funny to think. I mean, it would take a it takes bravery too because you know that's going to be broadcast across the the country if you're that's if, right. You're spilling and, your opinion. And the ones that didn't get broadcast, the ones that were quite censored, mm-hmm. um, made it to our Christmas parties. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got to watch all the bloopers and all the X-rated uh, videos yeah. that never got shown on uh, on TV. <laughs> so there's a treasure. Someone's got a treasure trove of. <laughs> Oh, do they ever, do they ever, man? Oh, it was, uh, it was good times. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> One thing I thought was special too. So again, like I grew up in New Brunswick and, uh, like much music would have going coastal or, you know, they would find reasons to kind of get yeah. out in, uh, Halifax and even Fred yeah. in New Brunswick, you know, it was such a great experience to see us, to see our area kind of represented yeah. at least in some capacity. Oh, for sure. And that's what much was all about too. Like, we weren't just Toronto centric. We were wanting to know what was going on out east, uh, you know, uh, out west, uh, central Canada, anywhere, anywhere that was music was happening. Much music wanted to be so. Yeah, with a show like Going Coastal or Much West, uh, these were just as important to any of the staple shows that were on Much Music at the time. And it, it lent, you know, it, everyone got their voice heard in whether you're an indie band or, 
or, or, or a bigger band like Great Big C coming out uh, of the East. Um, but yeah, going to, and they always created these shows that really hit that demographic and that target. And there was no show that aired on much music that was unpopular. There was something for everybody, whether it was the wedge or outlaws and heroes or combat zone or much on demand or electric circus. There was something for every genre of music lover. And, and that, that's what another thing that made much music so special. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I can remember staying up in my teen years, like, and, and midnight came around, and the first time I got introduced to Much Loud, and the, the, the material yeah, that, that could be played there just blew my mind. Oh, right? Yeah, that was another show. Exactly. Much Loud, um, The Wedge, uh, I think I've mentioned that already, but, uh, yep. you know, French Kiss. There were so many different shows that uh, attracted so many different music lovers, you know. Uh, we wanted to make sure we were hitting all the music lovers out there and they created all these different shows with different personalities that fit, fit that, uh, fit that like a glove. Yeah. That's, that really added to the, uh, the special specialness. Cause, uh, anyway, it was great to see yeah. that like fair representation of such yeah. a large giant country. For sure. No doubt. Are there any, like, I know you kind of got, um, like hooked up with all the boy bands, but you were more of like an alt rock, <laughs> alt rock, uh, alt rock fan. Yeah. Is there any, is I, that... was, I, yeah, well, that was my, like, I'm a, I'm a, a rocker at heart. You yeah. Know? Like, uh, growing up listening to the who and the Beatles and Bowie and, and the stones, you know, I, I loved that. Thanks to my older siblings who got me onto that back in the day when I was a kid. But, you know, that the whole grunge movement out of Seattle in the late 80s, early 90s, like that, that was my, that was my jam. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, um, all those bands, all those amazing bands. Um, but, you know, that was my love. And, 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 and you know, as a VJ, you, you do anything that your bosses tell you so mm -hmm. when the when the, when the boy band explosion begins <laughs> and if they want you to interview the boy bands well you're not going to say no and and i i actually had a pretty good fun time with all the boy bands and all the 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 pop acts that came through much music the britneys in sync Backstreet boys 98 degrees christina aguilera all all you know jessica simpson mm -hmm. you know it, it's almost in a way sure you get pigeonholed to interview these people, but, but you're also having a, a fun time at the same time. Mm -hmm. and, and you respect these artists because they're, they're making a lot of people happy out there mm -hmm. by making the music that they're making. Um, so yeah, I al always had a great time with, with the bubblegum pop bands. That's for sure. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, a, a well-written song is still a well-written song. So, and a lot of those artists had extremely yeah. well-written songs. So, Oh, they did. Yeah. They, they had multiple well-written songs. Um, and, and like I said earlier, like they were attracting a, a different crowd, the crowd that may not have been into the alt rock like I was, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, the boy bands had their fans, Brittany had her fans and they had hundreds of thousands of the millions of them around the world. So they were doing something right. Absolutely. Are there any band, not to put you on the spot, but are there any bands today that get you excited, whether they're kind of new bands or come up and coming bands or anything like that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Jay, my thumb isn't on the pulse like it was back in the day. <laughs> uh, I could be honest about that. Like I, I, I lived music. I, I, I breathed I, everything about music. I, I was, I knew the knowledge was at an all time high back in the late nineties for me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
these days, you know, there's so much out there and God bless all the uh, new artists that are putting music out. Um, and it, you know, and there's some great music out there. Uh, but I, I couldn't tell you like new artists that I'm listening to. I still love the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the Smashing Pumpkins were in town last night. Nice. You know, Bruce Springsteen's been doing his thing and mm-hmm. touring. They, these are the bands that I will spend money on concert tickets and go see. Um, and that 90s rock so, sound is kind of coming around again. And I know in New Brunswick, it's, it's been kind of influencing yeah. a few local bands quite a bit here. Yeah, man. The resurgence of that sound, it's... Uh, it, that sound will never die. Like, and especially with people our age, we, I, I love that sound. I, mm-hmm. and that was the music that got me into it in the first place. So yeah. Um, do I, but I'm sure I, you know, there's, there's a new band that I helped out, you know, a couple of years ago with their showcase down in Toronto. Their, their name's Crash Adams. Okay. Um, two young guys from, from the Woodbridge area mm-hmm. who signed with Warner music and are, are killing it right now in California. They just played the U.S. Open the other day. Oh, cool. So if you have some time to, to listen to Crash Adams, they got a, a cool sound, and they're really, really nice guys. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's one band that's to mind. Absolutely. Yeah, Crash, Crash Adams. Okay. Yeah, I'll add them on my list. I'm always looking for suggestions, so it's kind of a selfish question a little bit, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, they, they got like this, this Maroon 5-type pop sound to, to their songs and really, really catchy songs that you can sing along with and... Um, just just the salt of the earth guys that are so passionate about what they do and they love their music and they um they weren't going to give up and, and and I'm glad they didn't give up because now they're they're about to hit it pretty big and um and it couldn't have happened to the to, to two better guys awesome cool well speaking of a band just on on the side speaking of a band that didn't give up do you remember Eve 6 I do yes I don't know if you follow them they still. were on one of the uh, no jobs with that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they well, they're still putting out music, and their newest album is like top notch, in my opinion. Really? Okay, yeah. I gotta listen. I yeah, gotta check listen. It out. That's amazing. I love that when, when bands have so much success back in the day, and they're still putting out you know successful albums. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So there you go. Thanks for letting me know that info. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. So maybe I'll ask you one quick more. Qu- I don't want. I want to be respectful of your time yeah. here. It's all good. It's all good. I know. Um, so you, I know you hosted the Virtual Inspiration Awards a couple of years ago. Yes, and uh, that's like I know you're. You're also known for being like a positive, uh, overly positive person. I was just wondering if you like, <laughs> but we all run into like mental health challenges. Yeah. And again, I was just wondering: is there yeah. anything you want? To, you don't have to speak on this if you don't want to. Um, but I just, I just like when people have the courage to just met, you know mention they need like if you need to get help, people should seek it out. I, I'm someone who's had a mental health challenge. Oh my gosh. Jay, listen, man. Yeah, that's the thing with with life. You know, we only have one life to live, mm-hmm. and and we want to live it to the fullest. If we need to seek help, don't be ashamed of that. There should be no negative thoughts towards that. If it's if it's mental, if it's physical, if it's something that we just need a simple uh, answer, question answered. Uh, I'm 100% into seeking help. Um, you know, we all have, go through those those dark days in life, and we all need assistance or support. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I am a very positive guy. I've always been very optimistic, always positive. But that's just in my nature. You know, um, 
Sometimes, you know, I'm not every day is like that, mm-hmm. but, but I try to wake up in the morning and, 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 and see the good in the day and see the good in the people that I'm about to meet. And, um, but yeah, like I've even had to seek help in my past. Like we all go through those dark days. One of my darkest years was when I was going through, through a divorce and it's, it's a tough time. It, it, you know, it, mentally for me, I'd never been through anything like that before. So, you know, my family members were there for me. My friends were there for me. Um, professional help was there for me. Um, but I wasn't ashamed to ask for the help. No one should ever be ashamed to ask for the help because like I said earlier, we, we have this one beautiful life to live and we want to make it as special as we can. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I hope that was an answer that you were looking for, but, um, yeah, but, 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 but like you said, I do, I do remain positive with everything I go through in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's just the way I, I'm wired, I guess, you know, I'm always smiling. I'm always seeing the good in people. Um, I always want to take advantage Carpe DM, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. the day and do things. So that's, that's just me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. I, I think it's just important, especially for students, you know, like it's a competitive environment. Everyone's trying to be yeah. invulnerable, yeah. you know, or they want to present themselves as being uh, unshakable. Yeah. And, uh, and then if something sure. happens, they feel, a lot of people feel like they're dealing with it alone or no one's ever experienced it quite the way they're feeling it, but oh, that's, that's not true. Right. And that's what you go through because you you do think that, you know, you're thinking like no one else could be feeling the way I'm feeling, but you know what? We all are. Mm-hmm. We all think the way that you're feeling in those dark days. We all go through it. We all see the, the light at the end of that tunnel. We all get out of those situations. Um, not to say there's not going to be any other situations like that in the future. We're going it, to, it's life. We go through the ups and downs. It's a roller coaster uh, of good and bad, of positive, of negative. So we just have to make sure, you know, we do get the support and the help that we do need. And, and, um, and, and we have to realize, like you said, all of us are going through it. You're not, you're not alone. You know, no one's ever alone going through their thoughts and feelings everyone in this world, all 8 billion of us are going to have those thoughts and, and dark days in life, um, multiple times. So, um, yeah, no, no, you're not, you're not alone. Yeah. Great. Thanks. I, I think that's a really important message just to pass along. I know Bill, oh. I was talking to Bill Wilichka about that too. And he's, he, he has the same opinion. Yeah. You know, people should be allowed, should be comfortable talking about it. So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and and hopefully as the years go by, people are more willing to talk about it and, and open up about it. When we get things off our chest, we feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, yeah. So what are, I know you're up to a few different things now. Is that right? You're, uh, you're working with a company called Bodog? Yeah, I am. I, I, I'm into sports. I'm still into entertainment, and it's a it's a great fit because I get to talk about sports and entertainment <laughs> with with this online wagering site. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do a lot of social media stuff, campaigns, brand partnerships, and um, and I still do a ton of hosting and emceeing events. And uh, yeah, I'm still quite busy, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but but obviously. Obviously not as busy as, as I was when I was with Much or ET Canada. You know, it was a lot of uh, traveling the world. It was a lot of, uh, you know, preparing for interviews or just preparing for a daily shift. Um, uh, you know, it's not a nine-to-five thing that I do these days. It's more freelance. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do like where I'm at because I get to spend lots of time with my family 
and and uh, it's a nice balance. And it must be quite different because you could probably set up a little mini studio in your home way easier than thinking about much music days back with beta tapes and stuff. Like it's just a whole different. Oh yeah, man, for sure. I could I could do it. I do it all from home, um, or most most all of it from home, which is simple because this is where my family is. You know, I hate leaving my family. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather bring them with me if I do have to travel. Um, and, and, and so to, to be able to work from home, it's, it's been a blessing. It's been, it's been amazing. Um, cause you know, not leaving the family as much cause I, you know, at, at 53 years of age, I just, you know, you want to be around your family more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that, uh, that's, that's how I'm feeling anyway. So it's, it's good to be able to get things done from the home studio for sure. Yeah, absolutely. One of the blessings of technology for sure. <laughs> you got it. Is there anything else uh, coming up that you want to shout out or let people know uh, know about? Not right now. Um, I do have some things coming up around the corner, but I, I, I'm I'm uh, sworn to secrecy not to say much. Okay. Um, but maybe we could do this chat again. I am really excited to come out to St. John, though, and 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 I hope you get to get a chance to come out to the dock that night and the Much Music Experience and. I hope everyone listening, and you know, I hope you have your tickets because it is going to be a special night. We're going to relive the magic that was created on Much all those years ago, and and uh, I'm just super pumped to come out east. Yeah, we're excited too. It's yeah. So anyone listening, it's October 18th at the Imperial Theater. Um, I bought my tickets like weeks, months. I don't when as soon as they were available, <laughs> I bought a ticket. Nice. So I'm excited oh, to. Oh, right uh, on, Jay. And you'll be. Uh, do you know who else is coming, Rick? Uh, I'm not sure who else is making the stop out in St. John, but I will be there 100%. Cool. Uh, I got sent a flight itinerary the other day, and I will be there. Uh, Sean will be there, obviously the director, and um, and I hope some other VJs do make it. Uh, maybe Mike Campbell. Hopefully, Mike Campbell will be there. He's out east. Cool. Uh, he was down. He was down in Austin for the for the premiere down there. So. Yeah, I, I hope Mike, my fingers are crossed that Mike's out there and some other VJs, but uh, I will 100% be there uh, that night. Awesome. Yeah, and um, again, like, let Sean know that uh, we're here in St. John, we're pretty happy that you guys chose to come to town. And, uh, you know, even oh, if yeah. you're in town with Sean and you guys yeah. wanted to do another interview or something like that, uh, I would I would gladly host you guys again or host you both. Yeah. I'm, I'm always into talking about that special 10 years or 11 years that was my life at Much Music, so... If you can, if you can arrange something through Eric, uh, Jay, when we're out there, if we have some time, most definitely let's do it. Um, cool. at the least, please come say hi to us at the Much Music Experience because I know you're there. You have your tickets, you said. So make sure you come say hi. And, um, yeah, because it's all about, it's all about the, the, the viewers that watched us back in the day. I was a viewer a religious viewer back in the day when Steve and Eric and Michael Williams were doing their thing, mm-hmm. Master T. So, so you know you learn you're going to learn so much about this doc about much music. So uh, like I did when I first saw it for the first time, um, it's 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 definitely made for the much music viewer. So uh, yeah. Hope that, you love. Hope you love it. Man. Yeah, uh, that's very exciting. And maybe I'll uh, I'll get a playlist of. Uh, maybe I'll find a way to hand you a mix CD of uh, New Brunswick bands since the scene here is yeah. kind of uh, bubbling up in a pretty interesting yeah. way. I would love. I would love that, man. I would love to hear that for sure. Please cool. do. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for your time, Rick. I really appreciate you uh, talking to me today. Jay, my pleasure, my man. Have a great have a great day. You did a great job, and uh, we will see you on the 18th Absolutely. of October. Perfect. Thank you very much. I look forward to it. All right, Jay. My pleasure, my man. You did a great job, and uh, enjoy the weekend. And we will see you uh, see you next month. Perfect. Have fun getting the kids ready for school. 
<laughs> All right, Jay. Great to talk to you, my man. See you. Great job. All right. See you later. We'll, we'll talk soon. Perfect. Yeah, Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Bye.